Hey, Crossroads family. Glad that you're here with us. It is 2019. Very excited about the new year and excited about what God's doing at Crossroads. Uh, We've had a lot going on here. Did a little construction work to make our youth room look a little bit better, but we are getting back into the swing of things as it is. We've started a new series called Committed. And this series, when you say the word committed and you're a minister, everyone thinks you're talking about God. And of course, we're going to be talking about God. But what we're doing is we're taking a musical group called Committed. It's a group of guys from Alabama. They're an acapella group, and they did a show called The Sing-Off several years ago. And what we're doing is we're taking the songs that they sang on this show, The Sing-Off, and we're using it in a Bible study. We're taking parts of the songs. We're taking titles of the songs. We're taking just the song itself and twisting it to see it through the eyes of God. Very excited about what God's doing through that. Looking forward to it and hope that it's going to be something that you enjoy. Thank you for being a part of Crossroads. Y'all be quiet, you adults. I hear you over there. So anyway, um, it, we're, we're here into the new year, and um, it's finally feeling like winter. So we're, we're getting a little cool weather finally. And uh, I'm very excited about the direction God's leading us. And um, here's the deal, though. Um, I hate when God does this, but he's put the brakes on what the reveal is. I can't share with you right now the direction for 2000, whatever year it is, 19. Uh, God gave this to me a couple of months ago, and I know it's where we're going, but he's told us not yet. We're not quite ready. You're not quite ready for it. Uh, I can tell you this. It's on the wall behind me. It's in everything. And I'm ex- in everything. Uh, I'm super excited about it. And I think over the next several weeks, God's preparing us for the direction that he's going to lead us. He's preparing our minds for the message that's going to come to, to kind of launch us through this year. Uh, but for now, uh, we're, we're not going to be revealing it to you yet. And I've shared it with Brian. I've shared it with our staff. shared it with my wife. Um, and since I don't have a cat anymore, I talked to our German shepherd. But she speaks German. I don't know if she understands it. So here we go. If I say the word committed, what do you think of? Loyalty. Loyalty. Dedication. Dedication. Hard work. Hard work. Hard work. No one thinks marriage. That was the first one that came to mind, committed. And then my next one that came to mind right after marriage was insane asylum, (laughs) which run hand in hand. Um, If you're committed... You know, that's just kidding. I know, terrible dad joke. Uh, but I started thinking of different things that you would say uh, being committed. Marriage, insane asylum. If you were put in prison, you're committed into prison. Uh, rock climbing. You've got to be committed to rock climbing. There's some movie that's come out or some TV show, and this guy's free climbing some rock, and he's like 7,000 feet. I don't know. He's really high up in the air, and he doesn't have any ropes or anything. That's a committed idiot, but he's committed nonetheless. Um, Family, friends, church, God, yeah, all those things that that we look at when we think about committed. But there's something different that I want you to see in committed. And so we're going to watch a video, I think. We are committed. And we're from Huntsville, Alabama. I was so high I didn't recognize the fire burning in her eyes. The chaos that controlled my mind Whisper goodbye as she got on a plane Never to return again But all 
A couple of years ago, there was a show that started called uh, The Sing-Off, and I, I've always loved music. Music's always been a big part of my life, and, and when I heard this show was coming on, I was very intrigued by it. And then the first night, they were the first group to sing on this new show. And I felt sorry for everyone else that was there because you, you just saw that was their first performance. And when they hit a certain point, you see the different groups just go like, ah, whoo. Uh, their music is amazing. So in, for the next several weeks, we're going to be taking songs that this group committed did, and we're going to use them in a Bible study. It's a twist on what the song is because this song has nothing to do with God, but we're going to make it. We're we're gonna sanctify. We're gonna get this song right. All right. So anyway, um, that that song. I just I absolutely love that song. Hearing them sing it. And one of the things that, that jumps out with me about this group is they are from Alabama. Usually, if it's a musical act on Alabama, you got Reuben Sutter. You know, he's like 205, or you got Taylor Hicks. It just looks like William Allison. I mean, I'll just be honest with you. Or you got this group. But when I hear Alabama, I don't hear that. I think, hey, that's what I'm thinking. But this group, when they started singing, it just, it just freaked me out. And my wife probably hated me, and my son probably hated me. Because I don't know about you, but when I see something like that, do you think, oh, I can do that? Yeah, but I walk around this love, man. Oh, man, I was solid, solid barf, man. You know, it's like when guys go watch a Rocky movie, you walk out like, man, I'll kick your butt, man. We just watch Rocky. Yeah, you get your face kicked in. So I don't know, ladies, I don't know. I don't, anyway, I don't even care to know. So anyway, we're going to be looking at songs. So what I want us to do is just look at the first little bit of lines of this song. You probably all know it by heart, but I'm really old, so I'm going to read it. And that's really small, so bear with me. I was so high, I did not recognize. Yes. The fire burning in her eyes. The chaos that controlled my mind. Whispered goodbye. She got on the plane, never to return again. But always in my heart. This love has taken its toll on me. She said goodbye too many times before. And her heart is breaking in front of me. And I have no choice, because I won't say goodbye anymore. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. So... I listened to this song, and I remember when it came out, Maroon 5, you know, uh, Adam is, is an amazing vocalist, but I always 
Anytime I hear anything, I, I've shared this with so many people. Everything that I see, everything I hear turns into a Bible study. And so when I hear the word this love, I start thinking immediately about the different things that we think about when we think about love. And I think about all the songs. There are so many songs that start with the idea of what love actually is, about being in love, about what love is. Uh, and I, I think back through the years that, that I grew up, all the songs that would have love in it. And the thing is, is we all understand what love is, Right. It's that warm feeling you get when you see somebody. It's that, it's that beautiful house with a white picket fence. No, that's what the world tells you love is. That's what the songs tell you love is. The world and the songs that we hear and the movies that we watch, love is based around romance. And romance is part of love, but love goes so, so much further than that. And so what I want us to do is I want us to get our minds what love is. And there are different kind of loves, but what we're going to do is we're going to take this love and we're going to see what God says about love. But for us to do that, we've got to understand that there are different kinds of love that, that is out there. Uh, how many of you speak Greek? You do. Y'all remember our summer shirt? Say it. Say it like you remember it. Kai. You speak Greek. I had no idea. All right, how about another Greek word? Are you ready? <clears throat> Just kidding, that's not part of it. Eros. Let's try it again on the count of four. Eros. Four. Now, you're really fluent in spreek, spreek in Greek. Hey, this message is brought to you by NyQuil. Thank you. Um, so anyway, eros is one of the kinds of love. There's three different kinds of love that are recognized as eros, philo, and agape. And eros is the first one we're going to look at. And when you see the word eros, that is a Greek word. And that Greek word means a desire for. That would be between a man and a woman. That desire. And that's something that, that is natural. That's something that, that will happen in your life at some point. And this is deeper than just a, a crush you have on somebody. It's different than your feelings for your boo or whatever you say nowadays, you young whippersnappers. My girlfriend, hey, my sweet. I don't know what you say. So it's different from that because here's the difference. When you're in a dating relationship, the reason you want to be with that person is because it makes you feel good. When you're in love, the reason you want to be with that person is because you know it makes them happy. That's when things start changing. When you start taking yourself out of the question, it goes from a crush to a love. Because I can promise you that my wife loves me because she wouldn't be putting up with me just because it makes her feel good because I probably make her miserable most of the time. But I will say this. I was the first one to step out there and show her what love was because I started listening to country music and going to rodeos when we were dating. That's love. <laughs> I even sang a country song to her. I don't know what it was. It was awesome, though. It was just like that, but country. So anyway, um, it was just love when it becomes that romantic thing, when it becomes more than just a crush, when it becomes more than just being giggly, when it becomes real. That's the Eros love that we're looking at. That's what we're talking about, and that's the relationship between a man and a woman. Guys, that cannot happen between a guy and a guy. Ladies, it cannot happen between two ladies. It is a man and a woman. And you've all heard people say it, and you all think it's so clever that God made Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. 100% true. 100% true. And if, if you don't feel that way, I don't care. Don't get mad at me. I'm telling you what God's Word says. 
Man for a woman, woman for a man. That's what God's Word says. And so that's what the eros love is. But then we go to the different one, it's philo. And philo is the love that you would have for a friend or the love that you would have for a relative. And here's the crazy thing about that. Guys, it's okay for you to love another guy. Not to eros another guy, but to philo another guy. That sounds weird. <laughs> but it's one of these things where... That sounded really weird. Hey, I remember that time Kenny, Kenny got us a wall and then he got fired. Oh, that was awesome. Um, but Philo, you know, you hear the word Philadelphia, the city, the city of brotherly love, brotherly love, Philo. And that's what that is. I have no issue whatsoever telling a guy that I love him. I have no issue whatsoever giving a bro hug. Last night, Brian hit the last nail up there, and I said, man, thank you. I love you. And we bro hugged. Ah, and that's it. That's about as far as it's going to go. That, that, and it was almost, we almost held too long. It was almost an embrace. It's that, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good nail right there. Yeah, so we quickly change it. But guys just got this thing where we can't do what you ladies do because you ladies will proudly look at somebody and go, yeah, me and my girlfriends are going out. And I promise you, if one of you guys walk up to me and go, hey, me and my boyfriends are going out, you're probably going to be on the ground. I'm going, that's just weird. But girls, it's cool. Yeah, me and my girlfriends. <laughs> you hold that ass there at the end, right? And then you'll take those pictures where like, one of you put your chin on the other one's shoulder and y'all be holding hands like, <laughs> Come here, Tal. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. We'll rub our beards together. Me, we were in Brooklyn the first year we did a Brooklyn trip, and we're standing on the bridge looking at in Manhattan. And I looked at Jaden Downs. I said, Jaden, we need one of those chick pictures. He said, Cool, man, come here. And so he walked over and he he leaned back against me and grabbed my hand. I was like, oh. No. I can't do that. But girls, y'all doing this cool, I guess. I always just look at it and go, okay. Makes me a little uncomfortable. But the reason it's uncomfortable for me is I think, what if guys did that? <laughs> but there is a such thing as philo love. But then there's something that is greater than all, and it's agape. That's the love of God. And when you break that word down, when you look into what that word is, that is a love that is an unconditional love. It is a love that can only come from God. It is a love that you desire to have in your life. It's a love that you pray would be a part of your life. It is a, a love that you have no right to have. And that's because of who gives that love. It's a love that comes only from God. And let's face it, there's not a person in here that says, I wish I would never be loved by anyone. We all want to be loved. But we get confused on what true love actually is. A group in the 80s and 90s named Foreigner had a song called, I Want to Know What Love Is. They shot the video in Birmingham. I remember when it happened. And they asked the question, but we all want to be loved, as DC Talk would say, years later. But the love that we truly search for is a love that's unconditional. Because as much as we say we love, there are times that our love is stretched and there are times that our love can be taken from us. A lot of our love is conditional. Based on how much you love me is how much I'm going to love you. And I think that's kind of a natural thing. It's kind of a natural thing. I, I, I'm going to love you, but if you bag on me a lot, I ain't going to love you. We'll, we'll be cool and stuff, but... Probably ain't going to love you that much. But the agape love, 
And here's the part that we can't understand because we're normal. We're human. The agape love is something that God gives to everyone. And I can't, I can't process that. That doesn't compute in my, my meat computer up here. It just doesn't make sense. How could you love everyone the same? The day I, I, I proposed to Jessica I, and I told her that I loved her, I don't love her any more right now than I did that day. I loved her as much as I could then. I love her as much as I physically and humanly possibly can now. I couldn't love her anymore. But then the thought that God loves everyone beyond our ability to understand, I can't process that thought. Because the agape love that God says is for everyone started with His Son, Jesus Christ, dying. And I don't know, I just, I can't get my mind wrapped around that. When I think of the greatest people I've ever known, Miss Myrtle Littleton's probably the first one that would come to mind. And there's a lot, a lot of people, but probably one that just, I've not, I never had the opportunity to meet him, but Dr. Billy Graham. And Dr. Billy Graham is one of those men that has reached probably more people for Christ than anyone that you will ever have in your life existence. From the time I was a little kid, his crusades were on. He was one of the first evangelists to go out and do uh, ballparks. It would show him at Yankee Stadium. It would show him at, at the L.A. Coliseum. And he would get up there and he would just, just bring the word in a three-piece suit and it's 5,000 degrees. And he would say, won't you come to the Lord? And folks would flock to the stage. And their lives would be changed because they had surrendered themselves to Jesus Christ. And when I think of great people, he's the one that comes to the front of my mind. And the love that God has for that man or had for that man, he has gone on to be to heaven now. But I, I took half the day off of work to watch his funeral. That's how impactful this guy was for me. But I remember sitting there watching that and, and his family would get up and speak. And in his later years, his mind wasn't as clear. And one of his daughters would actually write his messages out. She said, I sat under my father for 60 years. I know his thoughts. He would tell me what to say and I would write it out for him. And he would just shake his head no. And I would make the changes that he wanted. But while she was up there speaking, she said, oh, I just can't imagine what daddy's seeing now. And as soon as she said that, the first thought that went to my mind is when I was in high school, um, when we were playing football, they would line up on either side of the goalpost. And there would be people that would just line up. It would be the band and the little cheer room would come out and then the football team would run through the sign and everybody on the sides would just cheering and screaming and sticking their hands out for high fives. And I know I'm extremely childish, but in my mind, when Billy Graham walked into heaven, there was a victory line for Billy Graham. And everybody's going, Billy, Billy, and he's going through high-fiving folks and Jesus is at the other end of it. That's what my mind sees because of what he did for God. But then I started thinking, the love that God had for Billy Graham, he had that same passionate love for Hitler. How could you love someone that did what Hitler did? Someone that killed so many people and had so many people killed. How could you love that? That's why we can't understand God. It's not that God created us. I mean, as children, we all say, could God make a rock so big he couldn't pick it up? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, if he wanted to, yeah, no, I don't, you can pick anything up. So it, it's just one of those things, you know, who, it don't matter. But what we really can't understand is how could you love 
someone just like you love everyone else? How could the person that, that is going to work every day of their life and every penny they scrape up, they're sending to missionaries throughout the world. How do you, how do you love somebody like Lottie Moon or Annie Armstrong or, or you know, all these people that have given their life to carry the gospel throughout the world? How could, how could God look at that and love them the same way he loves Charles Manson? Or somebody that's in prison for something terrible. How could God love someone that much? That's what this love is. This love that God has for us is greater than anything you can ever imagine. And here's the most beautiful part of this love. It's free. As much as I love my wife and my son, they're not free. We got bills. But the love that God has for us was paid at one time. And that one payment covers eternity. And it's through His Son, Jesus Christ. And we can't understand how we can look at God and spit in His face and go, it's not important enough for me to be plugged into you 100%. I'll give you this much. I'll give you a little bit of this, but the rest of it is for me. And God's going, but I gave you everything. That's what this love is. A love that is given, not, re- not expecting something in return. A love that is given because He is love. We read in God's Word time and time again about what love is, and it says that God is love. But for us to get a true understanding of what that is, turn to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans chapter Somebody read that for us, please. Yep. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Thank you. Part of the Roman road, a verse that you've probably all heard so many times, but I want you to just chew on it for a little bit. And by the way, if you're coming to Bible study without a Bible, let's think about that. It's Bible study, bring a Bible, okay? But Romans chapter 5, verse 8, while we were yet sinners, that Christ died for us. But the part that gets me is, but God demonstrates his own love for us. A love that cannot be manufactured by emotions that are bought. A love that cannot be manufactured by pressure that is given from one or the other. A love that is his own love. A love that is so vast that we're never going to understand it until heaven comes. But while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And I don't know if you ever just really think about what God is, but God has always been and will always be. Long after you're gone, he's still going to be. We look at at eternity in the future, but it also goes backwards as well. So God has always been. And from the very beginning of earthly existence, he knew that you were going to be part of this world. And before the first sin was committed, he knew it would happen. Well, why did God allow that to happen? I don't know. I don't know. But I do know this. It did happen. And because it happened, he knew that that caused a a gap between us and him. That there is a distance between us and God because of the sin that's in our lives. 
And, and we would all like to tell ourselves that we don't sin bad, but if we have any sin, then it is bad because that one sin that we might only commit, we might only be, we might be one of the few people in this world that says, I have only committed one sin. Well, you probably just committed another than lying there, but if you think you just committed one sin, it still took Jesus' life to get rid of that sin so you could have union with God. While we were yet sinners, when we didn't care anything at all about God, he said, you know what? Kenny is going to suck most of his life. He's going to live his life for him. He's going to be all wrapped up in Kenny for years and years and years. But man, I love that kid. It's, Kenny's kind of like that dog that comes up on the porch. And they chewed up everything on your porch, but you look at it, you want to get mad, and you go, God, I just, man, I just love that knucklehead. That's my version of what God says when he looks at me. And he says, but you know, it's not that I, I like him around. It's not, I love him so much. I'm going to send my son to pay the price for his sin. And here's what's crazy. God also knows the people that will refuse Christ. And he still sent his son for their sin. That's what this love is. It's a love that is greater than anything you can ever imagine. It's a love that God has created freely for you to have. And it's a love that once you get that love, once you experience that love, you will never say goodbye to it. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say goodbye. Once God is in your life, He's there. And it will change your life. My prayer in 2019 is that we experience the love of God on a different level. A love that grows us closer to Him and a love that allows us to be more of what we're supposed to be to the world. And that's light and love to the world. We're going to have a word of prayer. And after that prayer, we're going to move some stuff around here on the stage. And we want to fill this stage sitting down, kneeling down, cheerleader squats and all that stuff. Because the people that donated all this, we're going to take a picture and have cards later on and send to them. And thank you. So uh, let's pray.